Chapter 25 of Secretary Hawkins in Cuba. This is LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Secretary Hawkins in Cuba by Secretary Hawkins. Link disappears. I was so happy to get out of that dark tunnel that for a moment the discovery of the great hidden door did not impress me much. But when Lucio leaped out behind me, and after him our Spaniard servant, and the three of us stood there gazing at the big picture as it swung back into place, it began to make me wonder a great deal. I thought so, were Lucio's first words after we had come out. Hawkins, we should have had enough sense to know that that big picture was really a door. It's all right, I said. I'm glad we're out of that dark place, that's all. It makes no difference to me what is or what isn't a hidden door. Believe me, Uncle Lucio, I'm never going in there again. Lucio smiled. What fooled me, he said, was that it looked like a wall. I'll tell you, Hawkins, that tunnel is new, but the place behind the picture is old. It was built when the house was built. Come around outside and let's have a look. We went outside and around to the wall behind the place, where the picture hung. The wall here bulged out into a half-circle, which left plenty room behind the picture for a passage. You see, said Lucio, if we had noticed this round place in the wall, we would have suspected a hidden place behind the big picture. But it makes no difference. We know it now. Come on and help me find something to eat. I suppose you are hungry. Ah, uh, Hawkins? But Valdez had already started to hand some food, and in a while he called us to a supper of bread and cold meats that he had found in the kitchen. Gabriel was not about the place, he told Lucio, nor was there another servant in the house. We sat there, Lucio and I, and ate in silence. We were tired. We had been for two days and a night in the underground. We must have walked miles through the caves under Casanova's wrecks, and when there was at least two miles of tunnel that we had traveled before, we reached the place behind the big picture. How that big painting fascinated me now, as I gazed at it through the door of the dining room. How I remembered now, the night when, on going downstairs for an apple, I had imagined that the figure of the Spanish lady had moved or motioned to me. At last I knew what had caused that. The picture had moved. The door had been partly opened, and the light from the hall, glancing upon it, had caused it to appear as though the picture of the lady had made a motion for me. 
and the sound of the chains. That, too, had come from behind the big painting. And the man with the candle, who prowled about our library at midnight, he, too, had come from behind the picture and had made his escape that way. After we had finished our little meal, Lucille lit a cigar and sat in one of the big easy chairs, while I sat in the window seat, and Valdez cleared the table. Wonder why Duck Waters hasn't shown up, I said. They should be along now soon, remarked Lucio. If the doctor follows my instructions, he will be in Havana about this time, telling the story of her disappearance to my lawyer. And now that we know the secret of that big painting on the wall, I said, what is the next step, Uncle Lucio? Find the treasure, said Uncle Lucio, smiling. That is, if we can find the second chart. All at once a thought struck me. Wait, I said, and I sped up the steps and into the room that had been occupied by Link and me. I climbed upon a chair and drew out from the little cabinet on the shelf in the clothes closet the old books that Link had discovered there. With my arms full, I hurried back downstairs. Here, I said, these are books that were hidden as though they contained something that shouldn't be in the library. They're all in Spanish, though. See if they tell anything. Lucio laid down his cigar and reached for the dusty books. I watched him as he went slowly through the brown pages, but he always shook his head. Written by the first Casanova, he said. Huh, I don't believe it. Still, they are very old, hundreds of years, I suppose. You don't see such papers nowadays, Hawkins. The ink was red or brown. Listen to this. Four hundred pounds buried under the three crosses. That means nothing to us, does it? Wherever the three crosses were, it's safe to believe they are gone now. But the whole book is full of such stuff. Let me translate this. Granada gold in vinegar casks in the brown man's neck. That sounds like foolishness, doesn't it? Yet it meant something to the fellow who wrote this book. Here's another funny sentence. The key to all things shall now be found in the old ruins of the watchtower. No, no, Hawkins, we won't get any assistance from this book. Wait, though. Here's a map. Together, we bent over the last page of the book. The lines drawn upon it were in a new ink and in a different handwriting. It seemed as though the drawing had been faded out and that someone had traced it with fresh ink in order that it should not disappear altogether. After I had studied it for some minutes, I looked up and found Lucio gazing up at the ceiling, blowing smoke rings. Well, I said, 
doesn't this map mean anything to you? It does, he answered quietly. In fact, Hawkins, it means everything. What do you read in it? Nothing much, I said. It doesn't tell anything very plainly, does it? Only one thing it tells plainly, said Lucio, and that is that we have been hunting on the wrong side of the bay. You notice on the map that little pile of stones in a circle. Well, that's the old Spanish watchtower, or what's left of it. You can see by the waving lines which represent water that it is on the other side of the bay from Casanova's rocks and near the shore of the sea. I studied the little map again and saw that Lucio was right. We talked about it for about an hour, I suppose, before I realized that it was getting late and that Duck Waters had promised to leave Casanova's wrecks if we had not shown up by morning. Here it was night time, and he had not yet come. I began to be afraid, and somehow the Villa Casanova did not seem to me to be a safe place to sleep. I was just telling Lucio how I felt about it when there came a loud pounding on the front door. Valdez ran to open it, but before he could reach it, the door burst open, and in rushed Link's father, followed by Will Standish. Oh, Lord, Luge! cried Mr. Lambert as he caught sight of us. Come with me right away! We've lost the boy! The news took us by surprise. It was a minute before Lucio spoke. You mean Link is gone? he asked. Mr. Lambert nodded his head. Yes, he said. This morning, when we woke up, he was gone, him and the dog. We had things all set for starting home to get your lawyer to find you. But when we found him gone, we had to stay and hunt for him. Doug Waters is nearly worried to death. This nice young feller came down to the bay in his green motorboat and Dak asked him, would he bring me up here to get your lawyer? We didn't expect to find you anymore, Lush, you and Hawkins. We thought you died down there on that hole. I think that's where Link's gone too. He said he would go down to find you if you didn't come back. Lucio listened to Mr. Lammer's speech with a worried look upon his handsome face, and then he sat in his chair and covered his eyes with his hands. I should have known it would happen, he said, and I suppose it's my fault for leaving you fellows alone. Poor little skinny nephew, wonder where they have taken him. He seemed to be saying this to himself, but at his words Link's father stepped up to him and laid his hand upon his shoulder. You mean they've got him, Raphael and his pirate bunch? He asked in a whisper. Lucio did not answer him, but stood up suddenly and said, Come, there is no time to lose. We will save the boy if he is yet alive. Then 
turning to Will Standish, he asked, Billy, will you be kind enough to let me use your motorboat tonight? Certainly, answered Will promptly. And Mr. Lucille, I'll go along with you if you ask my dad. He won't mind if he knows I'm with you. That would be fine, said Lucille. You know how to run that little boat better than I do. I'll get your dad on the phone at once. Everybody be ready in five minutes. Twenty minutes later, we were on the river, and the noise of Will's motorboat sounded like music to my ears. As we sped for the wrecks of Casanova as fast as the little craft could make it, Will seemed to be trying to outdo himself in making the motor hum, and though he was noted as a speed fiend on the river in daytime, no one ever saw him go as fast as he did that night, when Lucio had told him that the life of Link Lambert was in danger. I, for one, was glad that we were speeding away from Villa Casanova. Ever since Broken Nose Diego died, I had a fear of the place, and now that I saw that the big painting covered a hidden entrance to the big white house, I had no desire to sleep there any more. I would have given a hundred dollars if the boys back home could have seen us that night. Little did they ever dream that their secretary would one day be driving like mad down a dark river that was lighted only by the strong headlight on the prow of a little green motorboat. It must have been about eleven o'clock when our noise attracted attention and a light was thrown upon us from the shore on our left. And we heard Duck Waggers' lusty yell. We slackened our speed and steered for the big, dark hulk of the Casanova boat. Harris and two of the men stood beside Duck Waters and threw us a rope, and in a few minutes we were fast and climbing over the rail. When Duck saw Lucio and me, he gave a yell of surprise and delight, and I know that he never expected to see us alive again. We sat in the big parlor cabin and talked it over. Dak explained how they left Link asleep in his bunk and had fucked him safe, but in the morning, going to his stateroom, they found that the bed had been slept in, but Link was missing, and also tell me, the big dog. They hunted all over the place. Dak even had gone down the rope into the ravine and searched the hole in the rocks below calling to Link as he went. But not a trace of the skinny boy had he found. Lucio asked him a hundred questions, which Dak answered as best as he could, although it was little information he gave. Then Lucio told about our escape from the underground and of the discovery of the secret behind the big painting, and Dak was greatly excited. I'll not rest till Link is found, Lucio, said Doc. 
Hadn't we better start out at once and search till we find him? And believe me, Lucio, as soon as we do find him, I'm going to take these two kids back home to old Kentucky. I'm done with this place for good. We will go slow, said Lucio, and we will find him. You can believe me, Dr. Waters. I have a new chart to show you. Look at this. And while they were studying that chart that we found in an old book at the villa, I felt myself giving out. My strenuous trip through the underground passages and the exciting ride down the river had been too much of a strain, and I fell asleep there on the launch in the parlor cabin. Will Standish was sound asleep on the launch beside me, and I slept several hours. I know, for when I opened my eyes again, through the porthole window, I could see the first faint rays of the morning sun were peeping over the rocks of Casanova. But Doug Waters and Lucio still sat at the table, smoking cigars and talking. They had not gone to bed that night, and I was not surprised for I knew that both of them were terribly worried over Link's disappearance. Time to go now, said Lucio, catching sight of me waking up. Here's Hawkins ready to start, doctor. Wait, I'll see if Harris can give us some coffee. As he walked away, Doc came over to me and put his hand on my head. We are going home, Hawkins. He said, very soon now, we will find Link first, and then it's the first ship back to the good old United States. I'm bound to bring you back safe to your ma, Sonny, and I'm not going to run any more risks. I'm through. But what of Link? I asked. Suppose we don't find him, or... We've got to go, said Doug, and he broke his fist down upon the table with a thump, which woke up Will Standish, and he sat up and rubbed his eyes. We all laughed, and Doug continued. It's a shame the way that poor boy's been received down here, and if it hadn't been for Lucio, I would have told the police about this business long ago. Lucio returned with an armful of caps and a pat of coffee. Had to help myself, he said. Poor old Harris is sleeping, and he needs the rest. I know. Here, you boys, take a cap of this. It won't hurt you. Will and I took the caps of steaming coffee, and Lucio poured one for deck, and together we sipped the strong staff which made us wide awake. Suddenly, we heard Link's father outside shouting to somebody, and we set our coffee caps down in a hurry and started for the door. But before we could reach it, we heard a joyful bark. Good old tell me, he had come back. For a moment, we all believed he and Link had returned together, but we were disappointed. Link's father rushed in, followed by the big dog. Look here, Lush, cried Mr. Lambert excitedly. 
the big paps come back by himself, all wet and muddy. Oh, said Lucio, as I thought, he has been in the water, swam across the bay, I believe, just where I expected to find him and his skinny master. Look at the rope tied to his collar. He has been tied up. Yes, I cried. And see what's hanging under his neck, Uncle Lucio. They all saw it at once, and nobody spoke then. It was a beautiful purse, a brown leather bag with a silver clasp that had been beautiful once upon a time. But it was water-soaked and dirty. With trembling fingers, Lucio grasped the thick and tore it from the few threads that held it to the dog's collar. He tore open the clasp, and it seemed we all expected him to take out of it just what he did, a message written on one piece of cardboard that looked like it might have been broken off of a biscuit box. It was wet too, but the water had not soaked it much because it had been in the purse. Lucio's hand shook. He handed me the cardboard, and his voice was husky, as he said. Hawkins, read it slow. I believe Lucio feared something then. I believe now that he expected to find on that piece of cardboard a message telling us that Link was no longer alive. I believe that I expected the same thing, but there was a handwriting that surely was not Link's. It was too fine, too straight, too beautiful to be a Link scribble. Yet it was signed Link and addressed to Duck Waters. You could have heard a pin drop in that parlor cabin as I read these words aloud. Dear Duck, I am safe, but come quick and get me out of here. Tell me showed me how to get here, but he can't get me out. So I'm hoping he will take this message to you. If he does, I know he will bring you back to me. Follow the dog. Link. End of chapter 25